Welcome back to Movie Matrix. As always, this is Jordan. We got Matt. Aloha. Got my dad. What's going on? You guys ready to review again today? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, today we are reviewing The Devil All the Time, the new Netflix movie. Did this one do what it was supposed to? Is it a Netflix movie? Let's find out. All right. All right. As we as we said, we just got done um, reviewing another movie. We're doing a back-to-back thing today. It's pretty exciting. Uh, it's a lot of podcasting, but we're exciting. Um, so we're going to talk about The Devil All the Time. This movie, it's a Netflix movie. It has, um, we'll just get into who it has. It's Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, um, Sebastian Stan. It's got... Um, I mean, pretty much everyone on the sun. Robert in it. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. It's got Jason Clark. It's got Dudley from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> Haley Bennett's in it. Really, I can't. Keo. It's a Keo. Um, Mia Wisikowski or whatever. She's Alice in Wonderland. Um, and then, oh, that's that, yeah, I, I know how to look okay, it up. It she was... doesn't look anything like Alice in these movies. <laughs> uh, in this movie. Okay, so that's basically. And then there's a bunch of other smaller characters that. Yeah. They kind of matter, but not really. But it's so. got a lot of young stars in it. Yes. So sure. this movie. It's based on a novel. I didn't know that until after the movie was over. Um, but it is following, basically, it just says, following sinister, sinister characters in small-town West Virginia where bad things are happening and, and a, a certain character rises up to stop it. So it's how, basically... How true that turned out to it's be. It's basically how it is. So Essentially, yeah. Whenever So before, like I said, like we always do, before we get to spoilers or anything, let's talk about what our overall views of this movie was. I'll, I'll start with, I went into this movie expecting better i think the performances were fantastic i mean robert yeah. pattinson was just crazy good in this tom holland was good bill skarsgård was good those three were good in this movie the rest of the people in this movie and there's other names in this movie could have been anybody um i didn't like a lot of the storylines there's three going on basically and i didn't like especially one of them um i thought it was a very messy film the structure of it's fine. I don't mind the whole timeline to jumping back and forth on it. I don't. I don't like how much time they spent on certain things and everything. I going into this, I thought I was gonna like it a lot. Coming out of it, I didn't like it that much. Um, I mean, I, you'll see on my score. I'm gonna kind of contradict myself on my score, but later. Um, I think it's had a lot of potential because you this. Even when it, even it goes, bam, 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 Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland. I'm like, you're like, you're already in. I mean, just for those two. And then yeah. they, they add in Robert Pattinson, which is a great actor. You can fight me on that. Well, you guys won't, but people out there do. Um, and all these other people, I'm like, this could work. Two hours and 18 minutes. I'm like, that's about what you want for a type of movie. Um, I just think it kind of fell flat in a lot of certain areas, which we'll get into. So that's kind of how I overall felt about the movie, at least. Um, I want to say, for the record... Um, <laughs> I really like this movie. I like this movie quite a bit. Um, I didn't love it. I don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the means. Uh, but I think I think the movie is gr- I think the movie's pretty good. Like you said, um, it has. I think, yeah. Granted, they could some certain characters could have been played by whoever, but everybody in this film I felt brought their A game. I felt like everybody was very good. The two standouts to me were Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland. They both yeah. really brought it. Um, I thought the movie looked fairly well. It was shot good. I loved the atmosphere of the movie. It was very authentic. It really felt like a southern backwoods town in the 50s and 60s. It had this gothic tone and atmosphere that I really liked. Um, it was grim. It was dark. It was disturbing. Uh, but but um, I, just really, I just really gravitated t- towards it. Um, I see where you're coming from, Jordan, about 
I can see why you might think it. I can see why you think it's messy and stuff. That's probably the main gripe I had with the movie is the way the story itself is structured. Because of the structure of the story, certain characters are certain characters don't get enough time. Other characters get too much time. Uh, because of that, I feel like you're introduced to a whole bunch of characters, and you're some of them are trying to fight for the spotlight. You know, um, but overall, I liked the. I, I, I like the film overall. I want to see what David says. So am I the only one that actually likes this movie? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. No, no. I, I know what you mean. It's just, just not very we good. We enjoyed, uh, you know, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this movie. The the, the acting was superb. Uh, Bill Skarsgård stole the beginning of this movie. This was his movie at the beginning. Yeah. Flat out. Uh, when uh, Tom Holland comes in and uh, uh, Robert Pattinson comes in, they're fantastic, over the top. Great roles for these guys, and they mm-hmm. did a fantastic, fantastic job with them. Uh, atmospheric. I thought that this, this, this movie fit in perfectly with, with that world at that time. It was very dark. It was it was very uh, depressing, and you know we're talking toward the end of, end of World War Two. You know this the the time span is from the end of World War Two till the beginning of like the, the Vietnam War. So we're talking you know uh, mid forties to you know mid sixties, and it it jumps around so much, but it felt like and maybe this works well in the book. I haven't read the book, so I don't know. But it felt like it was, uh, I don't know, it felt like like there was just too much going on almost for a two-hour and an 18-minute movie. It felt like, it felt crowded is what it felt like. I can see what you're And saying. like I said, I mean, it, it might work in the book because you have more. Because there are a lot of characters. Yeah, and you have, you have more time in a book to, 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 to deal out these characters and their situations. But it felt like it was just—it just felt so crowded at times that it, it was difficult to to really latch on and 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 the way that they moved around so much, it was there were times I was just scratching my head, going, "What in the world are we doing here? What you know? What's it, what's going on?" But overall, I mean, the acting was superb. I can't say enough about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I thought I did I liked the movie, but I couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. I don't think. I, I can see what you're saying because uh, because the way the way the story is structured, the movie's never boring, but it doesn't flow very well. It's it's not very consistent because you have several small stories that connect into one larger story overall. And I just wish you had more time with certain characters or less time with other characters. Just take certain characters out, you know. Um, like I said, basically the structure of the story is what affects several other smaller things throughout the movie. Like I said, like kind of the ebb and flow of it. But um, that's really the main quote-unquote gripe that I have with it. It's just kind of the structure of the story. I can see why you guys think, you know, I can see why you guys are coming from saying it's kind of messy and stuff because it's not super consistent because you're going from so many characters to so many other characters in different times and stuff, you know. So we'll just get into a little bit of this. Um, the story just starts out with Bill Skarsgård um, has a kid, you know. He's, he's coming home from the war. He finds a woman. They, they time jump a lot in this movie, which is fine. I'd prefer it because this movie, I, I, I think it's boring at times. So I'll tell you why. But um, not a lot of times. But there's a couple places it drags super hard. It's The the main place it drags is whenever they transition from Bill Skarsgård to his son Tom Holland. I love every scene Tom Holland's in. But <clears throat> for the first half of the movie, I love this movie. I was, this movie is just on track to be great. Like, I... Because Bill Skarsgård's great, the kid playing Tom Holland's character is great. He goes through teach them some lessons that you might not want to teach a kid, 
Um, he goes and beats up people for you know saying bad things about his wife, which he is whatever. Ruins it's, fif- it's the fifties and sixties, a different time. Yeah. Um, they're big into prayer. They go to a like a a cross kind of shrine type thing where they pray. Um, prayer log. The prayer log. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call it, right? The prayer log. And then um, you kind of you find out bad things are happening, so you start praying, and then Bill Skarsgård starts going crazy a little bit, you know. I liked all this. All this, I was like, man, it, it felt backwards, like you said. It felt exactly like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this this linear story we had right here is what I cared about the most, okay? And then after this linear story is over, and I'm not going to spoil anything yet, you start getting your other stories. And those stories, man, I could care less about, except for one, um, kind of. But and, and they do connect, but by chance is how they connect. It's not a good connection to me that, I mean... The chances of certain thing, certain people being certain people's people, and the chances of someone doing this and this is what connects this movie. Yeah, it's slim, and but it's possible. It's, you know? <laughs> I would say it's definitely possible, but I just for it has to be good enough for me to for me to really be like, well, I mean, great. I don't like chance in movie movies a lot. When I would I would prefer a structure where um, Tom Holland's character knew about certain things and he meant certain things to happen. So we'll get into that, but. You get into the whole Bill Skarsgård thing, loved it. Um, he's obviously messed up from the war, seeing someone being crucified doesn't help, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and and then you kind of time jump Tom Holland's character, and, and he's like his dad, you know? I mean, he's picking his moment to beat up on people that beat up on his people. And then you have another story with two killers, and you have another story with Sebastian Stan, who's, the, who's a cop that's crooked. So... That's kind of the base of the movie because you can't say anything else about Sparling. Yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and do spoilers, I guess, unless you guys have anything to add that's not spoilery. I was just, I was just gonna say that, you know, toward the middle of the movie, this thing started to come together. If you're really paying attention, you could tell what was gonna happen at the end of the movie. You know, I, I think so. I looked, you know, I looked over at you and I said, "This is, I think, this is what they're gonna do," and then sure enough, they did. I mean, so that part was was kind of obvious and. I don't, it, it bothers me when, when things are so obvious sometimes and it just, but it didn't take away from the story so much. It just, it was just there and it was, it just kind of hung over, you know, the whole time we we're watching it. But also let's, let's be, let's be truthful here. This movie is about Tom Holland's character, period. This yeah. is his story with yeah. all these other stories well, thrown his, in. At least his family. Because, yeah, well, I'm saying because he is from the beginning scene. From yeah. the beginning scene to the end, he is in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, as soon as as soon as he's he's born, you're his character. Right? Yes, his I character. didn't hear that. Got so it. he's Not physically. Yeah, no. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't hear his character. Yeah. I'm saying his character. This is his character story. Oh yeah. Period. Yeah. And then all these other stories are just thrown in there. But if you take it to that is the base of this movie it is his story. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go ahead and do spoilers. No. I am your father. I see dead people. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He's the one. Um, my one of my main problems, other than like we've already said, the structure is bad. And I actually looked up the novel after, and it's structured the same way. So it's an adapt. It's a, it's a straight up adaptation. It's it's actually structured in seven parts instead of like these three parts, which I really? think that would be more confusing. Maybe yeah. it's not reading it. I don't know. Yeah, because you can do a lot more in a book than you can. In a you movie. can, and I think it was adapted the way they wanted it to. I haven't read the book. I won't after watching the movie. I won't. I won't read the book, but. Um, so my biggest problem in the structure is probably the narrator. 
Now, narrating is a good tool in a movie. I like narration. First of all, I wish it was a character narrating it. It's just a random dude narrating. It would been. I would prefer to be in like Tom Holland, maybe, or somebody that mattered. I like, or like I say, said, that that dude at the gas station. You know, yeah. maybe later he learned all the all the facts. But then again, that's hard to accept also with the insight that he had. I, mm-hmm. I was going to say I actually liked the narration quite a bit because it was different. Because this guy, it was just a person who was all knowing, who knew the story front to back, and. It wasn't, uh, the movie didn't open with the main character narrating, you know, like, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was this all-knowing narrator walking you through it. And I liked that more so than, say, the opening of Catwoman, you know, but where that, she's like, this is how I died. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time, though, how did he have this insight if he was not he in this world? See, in I don't know. Character. I took it as like a, like a third-person narrator, kind of, or, um... Like a, you know, just an omniscient narrator like you have in books, you know, and stuff. Who... Which, he is omniscient, but I don't think it works. I think you bring over an omniscient narrator from a book to a movie, I don't think it works because it, it spoon-fed you the movie. I don't like that. So it spoon-fed how everyone felt instead of just, like, acting it out. Like, at the end of the movie, when he's like, well, Tom Holland, not Tom Holland, but, you know, um, Russell, whatever his first name is, something Russell. Arvin. Arvin. And it, it just starts telling you how they feel. And I don't like that in a movie because I would prefer it to be shown to me than told to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works in this movie because if it doesn't tell you, you have no clue what's going on. This movie is very confusing at times. And it was, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No. And it was kind of strange because uh, the narration to me wasn't the worst part of this movie. However, even toward the end of it, the narrator seemed to change in tone. Dude started dropping F-bombs. Started, I mean, it was, it was <laughs> it just was weird. weird throughout oh, well, the whole said, movie. Oh, I know, you know, to, mean, you know he, It was just it was just strange. It was almost like the, the narrator was changing also. with this, and I, It was it was just strange. I, I, I understand what you guys are saying. I just liked it. I, I did wish um, in a couple of moments, I was like, well, you don't have to. You, we're seeing what's happening. You don't have to blatantly say it's like, what well, Arvin seeing, feels you know? this. Like, I can see that in his face. Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to. Yeah, you didn't have. They didn't have to. The narrator didn't have to say certain things. But overall, I enjoyed the narration. I thought it was a different type of. I thought it was a different type of narration, and I, that's mainly the reason I liked it so much, and I gravitated towards it. And I looked it up. The author of the book is the narrator. I thought that was cool. Well, that explains. That doesn't help me at all. But um, I just thought that was an interesting. Tip. It's interesting, <laughs> but I think that actually makes it worse for me. Yeah. So. Um, I thought like, the, the the narration the first the first half of this movie is great. Like I'm a, I'm just gonna keep saying that the narration's even fine because it's not that narrated. It's pretty straightforward, and then you start getting into the confusing stuff, and that's when the narrator has to come in to be like, well, this is what happened. Helen, you she would never be seen. I'm like, and then it shows us that. And I'm like, why say it if you're gonna timeline like if you're gonna jump back and yeah. show us it? Um, uh, but so you get into the transition of Tom Holland, which is probably the best character in the movie. I think Robert Pattinson actually is a better actor in this movie as far as acting goes. Probably. But Tom Holland's character is the one you really feed off of. He's, yeah, the, Robert, he's the main reason. Robert Pattinson is excellent. He does this strange Gosh, he's thing. Good. He does this strange thing with his voice that's creepy, but it works. You know? My wife goes, just close your eyes. It doesn't even sound close to him. Like I'm no. like, no, it doesn't. And um, so you follow him, and he's you know his dad. Basically, he's caring for his stepsister, or stepsister, they say, but it's just... Helen's yeah, no relation. He- Helen's orphan kid because Dudley and Helen go both die, um, you know, which is fine. I-, I thought that was a pretty good scene with Dudley killing Helen. He's like, "I resurrect you." I'm like, "Dude, no, you can't." Oh my god! I thought that was very compelling that and very good. well done. He took her. He took her out there, and my wife and I both look at each other. He's gonna kill her. Oh yeah, he's well, gonna kill I mean, her. He, it's already you, said. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You know, he's. I mean, even before that, whenever they first get in the car, then it cuts away. He's crazy. Back to them. Yeah, you know, you're like. 
first of all, this guy dumped a jar of spiders on his face during a sermon. That ain't right. And, and he got bit. Uh, yeah, and he got bit. And then spent two weeks in the sin closet, you know. <laughs> he said he smelled, what did he say? He smelled worse than a... Than like a... Uh, dog, some kind of pounded dog. I don't remember what I he said. I don't remember but, exactly either, but it was it was, it was kind of humorous. That was um, funny, yeah. What is... Where did I get the sin closet from? Is that from Carrie? Did she locked her in the sin closet? She does. I don't know, but, okay, uh, they, but... They call it something like that in this something movie. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, or it's a prayer closet pr- or Purge closet. Pr- um, pr- but yeah, that was a... Um, that was a great scene because you, he's... His what's his character's name? Ray, Roy, Roy. Yeah. You, Roy truly believes that you know the Lord has spoken to him and he has resurrection power now. He can bring people back to life. He straight murders his wife, and it's kind of a it's a it's a tough scene. And then he's like, "I resurrect you." I'm like, "Bro, she ain't gonna move." Okay, yeah. you're not Lazarus. Just stop it. <laughs> and I think I think the way he killed her was shocking because you expect her maybe maybe to go it out. Seemed the, rude. Maybe go out. <laughs> Maybe go out in the she middle of the so woods. Confused. Maybe go out in the middle of the woods. You know, maybe he's going to strangle her. Maybe he's going to do you know something. But mm-hmm. you know, just out of the blue, you know, stabs her in the neck, and you're going, there, "What? Did, what just happened?" Was it a screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gets back talking to his cousin Theodore, and he's like, "We can explain this. It was an accident." He goes, "Yeah, you accidentally stabbed your wife in the neck with a screwdriver, and then tried to bring her back to life. One thing and then I, buried her. Yeah, it was yeah, all an accident." I like about this movie is. The religious aspect of this movie is like either you're really religious in this movie or you're just the worst people or you're Tom Holland. Okay? Tom Holland's the only middle ground of he's not really religious, but he's not really a bad person. Everybody else in this movie is on either side. They're they, horrible. They, yeah. I think the narrator mentioned at one point, like, Tom Holland is not much for praying, but he would at a certain point yeah. if his sister asked him or something, you know? Um, this movie is meant to make you feel gross, and it does that. It's a very... Yeah, it's it makes, a very gross overtone to the movie. Makes you of, feel dirty. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the point, and I think it does that really because, well. Yeah, because the violence and some of the disturbing aspects of this movie is just—it's not—it's um, not pampered. It's not glossy. It's just—it's there. It's real. It's—it kind of punches you in the gut, you know, whenever certain things, whenever certain violence or certain things happen. Yeah, and so a good turning point in this movie is when Ron Patton's character is finally introduced. I think it's kind of when Tom Holland's introduced, it's good. It's kind of boring, right there. Like it's, he's getting introduced, he gets his dad's gun, which becomes a big deal later. Best person uh, I ever got, but, which is in the trailer. So, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a fine scene. And then you get around to Robert Pattinson. I think he really starts vamping up the movie a little more for me. Well, he adds another yeah. layer to it. I, I think that why that that part of the film felt maybe maybe a little little down, uh, not as not as interesting, is because you're just coming off this part of the film where where Bill Skarsgård has taken over the movie. And he he was he was fantastic in that role, and then and then all of a sudden you know he kills himself, mm-hmm. and then and Which then I didn't like. and then you go into this. I get it. But you get, he you was know, unstable too yeah, after everything. After after the war, after you know losing his wife, he couldn't take anymore, obviously, and uh, you know he kills himself, and I think that that's why that next part of the film just seemed like it was kind of a kind of a you know it's kind of down. The, the tone was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came in and it was. Uh, it just wasn't as as good as that first part, and I think a lot of it had to do with Bill Skarsgård and his story. Yeah, when Tom Holland is introduced, the movie definitely shifts. I don't think it's bad, but it it shifts because it goes from you know one one hard story to into the next, basically. I say it shifts about twenty minutes and becomes the first act again because it's a lot of the same stuff, and that's fine with me because I liked Bill Skarsgård character. His Tom Holland just the same dude. Like mm-hmm. he's got, except he's not as eccentric in the prayer because he's because in the first part of the film we didn't say this, but he, his dad sacrifices his, his dog, dog to bring his because his mom, his mom collapses has cancer. They can't get anything, so they think prayer can do it, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, 
but it doesn't work. And yeah, so he, so he's he go crucifies a dog. Kill Jack. Yeah, and which doesn't help. Well, I'm glad he went for the dog instead of the kid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, they had to. We had to have Tom Holland in this movie. This movie would really <laughs> been bad. Um, and I think that's a good scene. I, I understand that he's unstable and that he killed himself. I just wanted more. I don't. I didn't like because most Skarsgård is no longer in the film. That's that's the only. I, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just it, loved him in this film. And if, it felt <laughs> like it was just a. It just happened. It was just there. There was no build up to yeah, it. Yeah, when he you walked know, up, you, I'm like, dang, he's dead. You didn't understand. <laughs> I mean, to that point, you didn't mm-hmm. understand. You don't understand that he was he was grieving for his wife, but you didn't understand he was at that point yeah. where where he would he would actually take his own life, and then all of a sudden he was just gone. Yeah, I, I actually I actually liked that for the simple fact that. It's mainly told through Tom Holland's perspective, like you know the point stuff with his dad and everything. Because you know, even when he goes destroys those guys, he's like, "Stay in the car." You know, you kind of you kind of just see Tom Holland's childhood, which is not good. No, <laughs> it's, it's not, not pleasant at all, if I might add. And I I, I kind of like the fact that it wasn't a it wasn't a big setup. Like I said, it's just kind of real. He just stumbles upon his dad, who's dead, right. and it was just kind of heartbreaking. And I get that, but it was just kinda, it was kind of disappointing for me as as somebody watching the movie. That was I, all, I that's all. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's kind of transition into I guess the main point of this movie. Okay. So Tom Holland eventually becomes like. Your anti-hero, in a way. He's basically the Punisher. Uh, he basically <laughs> is. He he learns from his dad the good parts, and then you learn from his dad not to do certain things, right? He's he's kind of mm-hmm. like the product of his dad, but he's not as eccentric, like I said. And so he picks the time and place to um, beat up the people that were harassing his stepsister, and that was really crazy, gory, and like it was very violent, which is fine. Um, and, I, and I did like that character development of he's not going to take any crap. You know, he picks them up one by one, beats mm-hmm. one with a crowbar, beats one with a truck, beats one with a fist. So, yeah, that, um, was, that was rough when he beats the piss out of that dude with a crowbar. And then you find out Robert Pattinson is very corrupt. He takes women out to the woods and has his way with him because the Lord says so. Oh, my the thing, gosh. The that, one, was, that was tough to watch. It's tough. He does it twice, three times, actually. The, the one, first time with Lenore is yes, the toughest. Yeah. The one theme of this movie, which I do like, is how and it happens with Dudley, is that... When you get with religion, and I'm a very religious person, but you can very get corrupted by your own thoughts mm-hmm. with religion. You think you're hearing God, but you're hearing yourself. And this movie hits on that on every religious person in this movie, except because, for the women. Yeah, the men, Robert Pattinson it. and Dudley, both start losing it. Well, Robert Pattinson doesn't lose it. He's just a bad person. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Dudley loses it because he thinks he's hearing something from God. It's kind of like frailty. I thought a lot about frailty in this movie. Yeah. He thinks he's hearing things from God to kill people. I think that's done well in this movie where mm-hmm. Dudley just finally decides that he's a... He, I think his character finally feels like, well, obviously God's testing me, so i got to kill her to bring her back. And that's a horrendous thing to think of. But it does it well. And then Robert Pattinson, just a skis ball from Tennessee, I think they said. Mm-hmm. And he Chattanooga just... Chattanooga And he just takes advantage of young women that are very religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Dudley is more... Is actually probably more... Is more religious than the preacher, well, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, Pattinson's I, character. And... And, you know, he feels like he's being called to do certain things, whereas Pattinson is just a straight-up predator. He's just using and the he's using, he he's using his position to, to do this. And I think that's also, if you get into it, I think that at this time, at this part of the country, highly religious communities, and they see their preacher... As somebody up on almost, a pedestal, yeah, up on a pedestal, like, almost godlike, almost as god, yeah, and, that's and how they so see their no and, doubt. and so they can do no wrong, and then it's just it's 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 a 
a playground for predator in that case. You're 100 percent right. Because yeah. what does Robert Pattinson say whenever she says, "Hey, I'm pregnant." He goes, "But all we did was spend time with the Lord." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking, no, you did not. No, obviously not. And I'm I'm really glad they didn't show anything. Like this movie <laughs> yeah. did. This movie did show a lot of stuff in it, but I'm really glad they cut away I from like that. It would have been hard. Yeah, with certain certain things and certain story, certain little story bits. They they cut away because you you knew what happened. I already they felt super gross. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've covered Bill Skarsgård. We've covered Tom Holland a little bit. We're gonna cover him more in a minute. But let's just cover these subplots, okay? Your linear story is Tom Holland's character and his dad at the beginning, and the linear story is Tom Holland. He finishes the story out. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, so then you have Sebastian Stan come in. He is the cop from the beginning of the movie. So that kind of he's introduced in a weird scene. Yes, he is a very <laughs> uncomfortable scene to watch with your parents. Um, <laughs> I watched and, it with my wife, and I'm and, like, "Is he getting?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so he's he's introduced, and you kind of already get the feeling he's kind of icky from that scene. I guess that's the point. Um, yeah. But then you get a subplot of he's basically getting paid off by the mob or whatever mob people. And if there's mob in West Virginia, fine. Um, to look away mm. and and then which is whatever and that's kind of just stopped. Yeah, I mean he's nothing a, happens, right? He's, he's a bad cop and that's kind of what they're letting you, letting you know. And I'm fine with that. It just stops there. I'm like, don't come back to it until the end. Well, they didn't do that. So then you get another subplot, which is the very beginning of the movie. The narrator even says Jason Clark's character and whatever can't remember can't say her last name. Carl and Sandy. Carl and Sandy, the hitter in the bait or the, the shooter in the bait, yeah. is what they call him. Man, and, they were creepy. And they become serial killers, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, then that plot line I didn't care about. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I did. I mean, I like. It. I didn't care that it was there, right? It was good, but I think they spent too much time on it. Every time they went away from Tom Holland, I was like, "Please go back." <laughs> you I know, for me because he is he is the thing that carries this movie. I found all the subplots interesting. Probably my least favorite is the Sebastian stand with the mob, but I still found it yeah. all interesting. I it's, never felt like it just dragged. It it's down. got the less meat on it because even at the end, the way it. The way it ends, he just kills him. <laughs> and it doesn't even give you any kind of insight of what's going on with him, which I'm glad. It, I mean, maybe it would have helped, maybe it wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He gives no insight on yeah, his. I, he's obviously a bad guy. I was going to say, you know, I think we talked about this last night, that as far as Sebastian can't, uh, Sebastian Sands' character went, they could have introduced him in the beginning as a bad cop and then brought him in again at the end when you realize that he's his, her brother mm-hmm. of the serial killer and left all that middle part out of him, actually, because... He didn't really matter in the well, story. Well, I will say I liked I liked the parts of him going to find going and talking to his sister and finding pictures and stuff, and it's like, what the heck are you doing? And you I know? do, yeah, I agree, but that could not happen after the end. Like, he could have done the thing, which he did at the end. The middle, the middle thing was just kind of to show you that that, that it connects, yeah. right? It connects because it just so happens that the cop's sister is a serial killer, which I'm sure is a thing in real life. People have probably done that, but in this movie, it just felt like that was forced on you, but it's in the novel. And I thought thought that it would have been a nice reveal toward the end instead of exploring that in the middle. I can see what you're saying. When it it really wasn't, didn't feel necessary. Like if if he stumbles upon their body and then they're like, you don't want to come out here at your sister Mm -hmm. or something. That would have been cool. I could see where you're coming from. I want to say the main thing that I would have liked if they would have changed things up a little bit is... uh, because I didn't care as much for uh, for the Sebastian Stan storyline, I wish, and I was so I was so enthralled in Robert Pattinson's performance and what was going on. I wish they kind of would have reversed the story a little bit to where um, maybe Tom Holland, uh, maybe Tom Holland basically tries to kill the preacher and then Robert Pattinson escapes and then he has a confrontation with Sebastian Stan somewhere in the middle and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to find Robert Pattinson because he 
he has revenge. He wants to he wants to get back at Robert Pattinson for what he did to his sister. And I felt like there might have been more meat on the bone if he would have spent longer trying to find him and they didn't off Robert Pattinson so soon. Because at the end, you felt like Tom Holland's character and Sebastian Stan's character, they were just both they were just two guys in bad situations. They didn't have um, this internal you know, like Tom Holland didn't have this internal hatred for him like he did Robert Pattinson's character. Y'all see what I mean? Yeah, uh, and I think that and, you know, one reason why Sebastian Stan was trying to kill Holland wasn't because he killed his sister. It's because he wanted to hide what, what his sister did. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, you yeah. know, and he was a witness, basically. And <laughs> another part that I did not like was at the beginning, I'll just go back to the beginning, when the narrator says, you know, explains that these two are, are going to become serial killers. Why? Don't do that. Let us find out for ourselves. Don't tell us that they I are going to be serious. Yeah. He said, yeah, with the beginning when they first introduced each other, oh, Jason she's going to be the bait and he's going to be the shooter. And, the, and then they say oh. something about their victims are called this. I can't yeah. remember what it was and, called. And so you're like, okay, well, that just spoiled. I bet that's, that I bet just that's bothers me. right out of the book, certain yeah. things like Probably. that. You Probably. Know? That, that, that thing just bothers me. Let us figure that out later. Let us surprise us because there's no surprise there. No, and I did. They ended up. Accumulating fourteen victims, so they were real bad serial killers. Um, and I did like. I'm I'm glad they didn't show all fourteen. I mean, good lord, they did show like no four doubt. or five, um, which is fine. It you, shows you get, you get Dudley, then you get a dude there in the middle, and then you get Tom Holland. But you get a sense that there are a lot of them. There's fourteen. They say it in the movie, yeah. and then Tom Holland you get that would sense. yeah. Um, and you, I think we talked about this a little bit off podcast, but you get the sense that Jason Clark can't stop this. This is he has to have this. No, he's he's the serial killer, and mm-hmm. the girl is just fell in love with a serial killer, and she wants to stop. She tries to leave a couple times, but can't stop. Well, can't leave him for some reason, right? So that's a big deal going into the last last act because that plays a big part in her demise. Um, because you're you're getting to the last part here where Tom Holland is now the Punisher. He's never <laughs> shot a gun in his life. This Luger is the the straightest shooting Luger in the whole world. Okay, I don't care about that really, but he, the one of my favorite scenes in this movie is Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland's um, banter back. And, oh my yeah. gosh, he sits in the back. He goes, "You have time for a sinner?" Yeah, that was. I'm good. like, this is this is gonna be good. That was good because it was it was like a performance back and forth, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Blasphemy!" This is not what he goes back and forth. He shoots him, kills him, which is fine. I do wish Robert Pattinson was a movie more. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have liked him chasing after him because I don't know how he would have. That was just the only. That was just the only plot, really. Yeah, I would have preferred that him. I that I come up with. I would have preferred him in it more, but I think the way this movie and book was written, it was the time for him to go because he had other things to do. We didn't even know that yet. Um, he goes and he, ta- he takes off. He kills Pattinson because um, his his stepsister, orphan sister, adopted sister, whatever you want to call her. She accidentally kills herself. She realizes tough, it was yeah. oh my god. That she, was rough. She's yeah. she's about to hang herself because she's got a. He calls it a bastard baby. Yeah. Um, and you go up there and she goes and the narrator, which I guess works okay in this one, goes. She realizes the wrong thing to do and the bucket slips. She dies. Um, and of course he thinks the preacher is the reason for it, which he is indirectly. But the narrator even tells you again, which you already know that it, that she didn't that no one in the town would know that she didn't mean to do suicide. Which was obvious. It's an obvious thing there. I didn't like. Um, sets up a great story. The third act is great. I love the third act of this movie. Okay, um, I think it's the best part of the movie. The first and third are really good. The second, 
it's supposed to be the second. The second mm-hmm. is supposed to be the worst, I think, and it's not that bad. It's just that transition's weird because you have to. I think the second act is probably the weakest in most movies. Being most, um, but this one for sh- for sure because and on pur- I think on purpose. Like I don't want th- I don't think any movie is meant to be the worst part, but you had to have that transition of really crazy stuff to Tom Holland just being you know chill, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was hard. But so you get in the last film. This is the chance I didn't like. Okay, the moment this happened, I knew it was about to happen, but. He's on the run at this point. He's killed a pastor. No one's going to really believe anything he says, probably. Mm-hmm. And then, what is he? He goes in the car, and the car breaks down. What is he now? He's a hitchhiker. Yeah. So I was like, well, what are the chances? Maybe they'll pick him up. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, I thought that was kind of obvious. It's obvious, and could it have happened? Yes. He uh, is a hitchhiker. He's yeah. a good-looking man, and they go for good-looking men. Um, he's a very good-looking man, actually, but... He's, he's, he's my Spider-Man. <laughs> um, and so, and then I, this confrontation is great. You know, you get to the point mm-hmm. where Tom Holland's the only smart one that's ever gotten taken, I guess. Because he's, the moment they stop, he's like, well, this ain't right. Yeah, <laughs> the other guys have just been complete idiots. <laughs> yeah. I mean. He's like, well, this ain't right. He, you know, he has the gun on him. Just, and then I'd looked away because my dog was doing something stupid, but my dad pointed <laughs> out that he had seen Jason Clark's gun. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, this ain't, this ain't right at all. Cause, <laughs> And then you have the uneasiness of the woman. She, you can tell, she doesn't want to do this anymore. She's tired of the photo being photographed. Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean, she's really great in this. I want to say, good. Riley she's Keough good. is really good in this. I think she's actually one of the better ones. I didn't expect to be very. good. I would say she's the best female performer. I thought the girl who played Lenore was also really good. Yeah, yeah. and then they have that one chick, that redhead chick that just goes oh. off on a bike. She's a, yeah. And she's the fact in, in this this the scene you're talking about when they've got their guns on each other. The oh, fact that all she, you know, that she's saying, you know, don't do it, don't do it, do it, because, because I, you know, she's got this, you got this thought, you know that she wants to get out of this life, but she's the one who pulls the, the trigger first. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he, like, Tom Holland, and I, 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 I thought that scene was great. Yeah, it was movies, fantastic. Yeah. You know what I hate about movies the most is the the main person you're going for, right, just waits too long to do anything. Tom Holland, straight to the point, he literally hits the door, Jason Clark just kills him. Mm-hmm. He, really, he doesn't. And it's justified, but he doesn't know that yet. He really doesn't know if he's going to try to kill him, but he just has that instinct of, well, i got to save myself. And then the woman pulls a gun on him, and she shoots first, but then you, then you have a jump back to where Jason Clark doesn't trust anybody and puts blanks in her gun. Which, fine. I mean, that helps Tom Holland's character out. I because get otherwise it. you'd be saying, well, what's wrong with him? Did he not get hit? Or yeah. yeah. Or she missed, but which is possible, yeah. but they were five feet away. So I, that, I, I almost feel like it's almost impossible to miss. Maybe. Well, yeah, okay. And, and let's go back to that other thing where he's never shot a gun before but then all of a sudden he becomes that dead we shot. know of at least yeah well i was gonna say i was gonna say it's not like he's picking off guys at 300 yards or something most of the time he's got the gun i think every single time he kills somebody it's like within 10 feet or so that they're standing from him still we got adrenaline going you got you know you don't know it uh, you haven't shot a gun before yeah that we know of it's not <laughs> that's it's, rough it's not yeah well done there but i mean I, I went with it it was whatever it was one of those things that you just kind of go with because why not you root for Tom Holland. He's, he's he moves had, the story along. He's had the worst life anybody can yeah, ever have. Almost, he's so. just a dude. He's not a Green Beret doing backflips yeah. and stuff, taking guys out in the woods or whatever. Um, and then you so you that whole subplot's gone, right? The, the serial killers are dead. He didn't know. He didn't know he's done something good, right? Mm-hmm. He actually becomes more of a hero there because he doesn't even know he killed serial killers. Mm-hmm. And then Sebastian Stan comes in. I don't like this part that much. Um, he comes in. His sister's dead. He doesn't seem to care. He actually, I feel like the moment his sister died, he had relief yeah. because he didn't have to worry about his sister that He's a was going election. around doing exactly, <laughs> which is another thing. So he he goes after Tom Holland. Man, does he get there fast? The timeline. He I know Tom Holland walks, but that timeline's weird 
Because, like, he's like... What do you mean, which part? So, Sebastian Stan gets to his prologue very fast. And I don't know... There is a time jump there a little bit, but it's not explained. Yeah, because you don't know how long Tom Holland's exactly. been there. I assume he's been sitting there for, like, hours. See, I assume... See, I had assumed he had just gotten there after walking there, and Sebastian Stan just drove there, and he got there because, well, the other one walked. Mm-hmm. But I did... I don't know if you heard it much, but I was listening... I was listening to when he was talking on the phone. He goes, "I mean, from what I've been hearing, the preacher kind of deserved to be killed. So I don't really know if we should. You <laughs> yeah, know, I thought was, that was the good. Preacher kind of deserved killing. So at least, at least that was resolved for me that he wasn't going to be looked at as too bad in his own town because the preacher they found out. I don't know how they did, but they figured out maybe that redheaded came forward or something. But they found out that he was a bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, I told my dad I was like, this makes no sense right now until Tom Holland goes. I've been watching you. I'm like, well, okay. Because uh, how did Tom Holland know anything? And then finally I, he goes, I've been I watching actually, you. I actually loved the way that was presented and everything. Because when you see Robert Pattinson's character taking this girl out there and you're 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 showing everything from a distance, like you're someone looking on yeah. the outside looking in. Yeah. Then you're outside of his house looking in on him getting nasty with his wife. Yeah. And, and all this stuff, I'm thinking, why are they showing it from this perspective? I wonder if somebody's watching them. And then Tom Holland starts describing all this stuff. Which is I thought, good. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and I'm glad. So that whole conversation was, was fantastic. Part of the best part of the movie for me. Um, yes, and that's why I said I wish it would have been at the climax of the movie instead of Sebastian Stan and Tom Holland just basically having to survive, both of them. They're like, well, i got to do what i got to do. You know? Yeah, Sebastian Stan really just screws himself over here. Like, he... Isn't a bad. Person. He's got the better gun for sure. He just comes out shooting. Like, but, sorry, I thought I saw a bird. <laughs> he throws a tree branch and then he starts talking. It's obviously behind him. <laughs> he's still walking the other way. And then Tom Holland just, you know, straight. I mean, he wasn't like ten feet away and just they shoot each other. But Tom Holland's got cover where Sebastian Stan's like looking around a tree, <laughs> and he just kills Sebastian Stan. And I'm like, and I, it had to happen. Sebastian had to die in order for Tom Holland to have a life because now who's gonna come after him? Nobody really knows the dude. Like he's from a small town, West Virginia mm-hmm. place. His family's not gonna sell him out. Nobody no one, knew it was him. It turned. It turns out his his um, hometown is okay with the pastor being dead, probably from mm-hmm. this a little bit. So he's good. And th- yeah, Sebastian Stan's character was. I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. Go ahead. I think and another thing when he put the picture into his into Sebastian Stan's uh, coat yeah. coat jacket for that shows his sister with the, with the dead guy. Yeah. And so it's his way of saying, you know, this is what he knew. That's mm-hmm. a good callback because they they do pull something off of Robert Pattinson's dead body too. Mm-hmm. I don't know they don't say where it is, but they pull off a note or something or maybe a picture. Mm-hmm. He might be taking a picture of people because he or something, but they oh, pull that off of it. That might be why he he's not corrupt. a photographer like Jason. Clark. No, he's no <laughs> he's no shooter. <laughs> um, but they do pull something off his dead body too. That might be just you saying that makes me remember that. And that might be one reason they know he's corrupt. He might have put something mm-hmm. on that may, that put him towards the fact that he's the reason for people's deaths. And yeah, but that. I like the mm. fact at the end, after after Tom Holland uh, just kind of escapes Sebastian Stan and everything, you do get the fact that he really was the... Sebastian Stan's character, Sheriff, his, the Sheriff was the only one who was really after him because he was the only one that really knew him because you get the callback from Sebastian Stan's character answering the call whenever his dad killed himself mm-hmm. and everything. And I th- I did think that was tied in together pretty nicely because... Um, he was not the only you feel one. Like, you feel like Tom Holland's character is going to be okay after that. He's <laughs> seen a lot of crap, but he's going to be okay. You know? And that's where, I, that's where I, as I alluded to before, or said before that... That I almost wish that Sebastian Stan was at the, at the beginning of the movie. You get that he's a bad guy, and then you get him again as the tie-in toward mm-hmm. the end, and leave the mob stuff out. I just it, it just did felt, seem kind of thrown. It's know? part in the it's part in the book. I bet it is explained it, more in the book, and they're just like we're just gonna briefly mention it here yeah. to make sure. 
Because I guess they just mention it, you know, just to make sure. You, you know, know he's dirty. He's in over his head, really. Yeah. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He just wants to. He, he is just a crooked cop. He just wants to be reelected. Who just wants to be sheriff. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, in this little town, you're sheriff. You're the law. He even says right. it. There's nobody else. He's so, yeah. It's just a little town that there's one sheriff, and that's basically it. They said it's, what, less than 400 people? Yeah, and he's got a couple of deputies, it looks like, because one of the deputies comes and tells Tom Holland some stuff. But, really, he's mm-hmm. the main. Um, I liked the way this movie ended. Actually, I don't mind it. I I almost I almost thought he was Tom Holland was about to die though because he gets because you know he just gets picked up for somebody. I was like, please don't kill him here. <laughs> I was like, he's had such a hard time. And he starts falling asleep. He, Tom Holland is really good at acting like he's falling asleep. Um, and he starts had that inner monologue of even when he got picked up. You know, as 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 depressing and as dark as this movie was, I looked at Jordan and said, don't tell me it's Charles Manson or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something like, oh, no. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, like, yeah. I like it, though, because it, it opens up avenues of what he wants to do. He's free now. He can do whatever he wants. He said he might go back to see his family. Maybe it's too risky. He's like, maybe he's like, I'm a good fire. Turns out maybe I'll go go to go to Nam. You know, like my dad. I'm, you know, I could be like that. Mm-hmm. Or I could maybe I'll have a family one day and raise a kid with a mm-hmm. dog. You know, I think it opens up great avenues yeah. for Tom Holland's I like character. The fact that his life is not over after all the stuff that he's been through. And he gets to dictate it. Like mm-hmm. in the where he was at, he was just stuck. I mean, it took four murders, but um, to get he got out of where he was, and now he's able to do whatever he wants. He can go to the war. He can have a family. Or he can just do whatever. And just I be th- a drifter. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to fall asleep, but dude's been awake for probably three or four days, like <laughs> walking and stuff. And and so I think it just ends well. Like it it ties in Sebastian Stan. It ties in the Jason Clark thing, stuff a little bit, um, but by chance, like I said earlier, which I don't love. It's possible a hitchhiker. Tom Holland's a. I mean, like I said, he's outstanding looking dude. So yeah, and considering they're always on the lookout for male hitchhikers, you know, it's. It's just a little bit of what if he had walked past that area, Tim Angelier. It's fine, though. You know, it's fine. It, it In movies, this happens a lot. And so I can look over it. But um, I, like I said, I just think that it, it does finally end up in a way of Tom You feel you feel good for Tom Holland's character, finally. Because you, you just can't throughout this mm-hmm. movie from the beginning to end. Because even in the beginning, he tells his he t- the The narrator says that he looks back on the day that his dad beat up those people as the best day he's ever spent with his dad. I'm like, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm that's like, pretty sad. I'm like, that's sad. And so he's just had a rough life. And, you know, it's good to see that he's going to have decisions now mm-hmm. of what he, if he wants to go fight in the war like his dad, he can, you well, know. I, I, again, hope again, he doesn't. Hope he doesn't. Mess him up, yeah. I say again, even at that point, that when you said that you know, that's the best day he's spent with his dad, you got to realize at that time, we're talking the end of the war, dads did not have much to do with their children. No, unless their children were working in the, in the fields for them. Or yeah, that's true. They 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 were not nurturing in by nature. And Bill Skarsgård is not Actually, a nurturing man. Uh, kids were raised by their mothers and dads. Really, they were there. But you know, this was that time period. Yeah, and I think it was like the main great thing about it. It's, it's portrayed perfectly of what time it is, where it is. Mm-hmm. It you you never think it's anywhere but there you know even when they travel a little bit it's travel to another small town mm-hmm. kind of and i like i enjoyed the opening narration <laughs> where he lays out this is where these people are and something this is where these people i are. didn't mind that narration they go, at all. i like how because that that kind of opens the world to what you're about to experience in the it movie. opens the you're world never confused really because of that it opens the world how small the world is in mm-hmm. this movie and that's true the only confusing parts for this movie, like i said is some of is some of the subplots i mean they're kind of confusing at times like at what just happened? Oh, okay, this makes sense now. Which, and I think that's what the movie's going for. I could have used a little more mystery in the movie. 
it was pretty straightforward. I love the linear story. Like mm-hmm. without some of the other stuff, this movie is a higher letter grade for me when we get into it. Um, but the acting, this is how I grade things. The acting actually makes this a whole other letter grade. Yeah, for I me. can't say enough about the okay, acting. Okay, so when we get into letter grading in just a minute, what I give it is only because of its acting. Because I like this movie. I'm gonna watch. It. I told him last time. I'm probably gonna watch it again pretty soon, just to really try to grasp some things I might have missed because maybe that makes the movie a little better. It's on IMDb. It is slowly just a grading and it's score it started 8.1. It's at 7.2. Now I expect it to probably end up around a 6.8 once everyone, you know, maybe yeah, it, it might hit seven. Um, but anyways, just, that's just my thoughts on that. But, um, we'll go ahead, I guess, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, I think we really picked it apart pretty good. Not really. Yeah, um, I've said a lot. Most I think, everything I want to say. yeah, I think it, like I said, it's, if it's a, it's almost feels. Uh, this is not. Don't take this out of context. But it almost feels like they tried a Nolan effect here, of like all the time stuff. It didn't work as well for me. So um, we'll go ahead and do letter grades A to Z. What do you guys think? I'll go first. Um, I would say this is the best Netflix movie that's come out this year. Um, I mean that's that's going against a lot of hard stuff. I would. <laughs> I know. I just. I. Th- I think this is the most competently made, well acted, um, uh, less generic. Uh, I would say this is the best Netflix movie that's come out this year. Um, it did have a couple of issues here and there, but I really enjoyed the story. The performances were excellent. I'm going to give it a B plus. For me, I enjoy the story. For the most part, there were there were aspects of it that just bothered me to no end. But uh, because the acting was so good, and that for me, it's difficult for me to put it put a. I'm having a conflict between the acting and some of the story plots, mm-hmm. and uh, I give it a C plus. Okay, um. Like I said before, the acting is... We all said this before. The acting is fantastic. The storage is a mess. And I think if it's structured better, it could be less of a mess. I think if they could just bring in a couple of the things, rein them in a little bit more, it's just a little too loose in the edges for me. Um, I'm going to go with a C plus also. Like I said, this would have been a D without the acting for me. Um, but I do think that obviously they got a bunch of star power. Netflix's algorithm is star power... And then stories all right. You know, this story's better than the other ones for sure. But yeah. it's not as meaty. They just get a lot of people in it and then that gets a lot of views. And that's true, that's what happened. I mean, every single one, Project Power, Old Guard, they've all got a bunch extraction. I haven't seen extraction, I heard it's actually not bad, but it's uh, not bad. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, you get these big people, it's their algorithm, right? I mean, and then you get a bunch of views so they don't care. In this movie I felt like they cared a little more, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's got more to it. It's interesting, it's not as boring. But I just don't. I just think it missed the mark a little bit in certain parts. I think this movie could have been great. Yeah, like, I think you know, really great. It could have been. Yeah. Technically, you know, a lot of these these Netflix movies, you know, it's it's star power and then story comes second, which really it should be story first. But it feels like the story is second, and that's where they keep dropping the ball. Yeah, the execution didn't seem and the, like it's better than this one. I don't want to say it's not no, this executed is, this is well. Better. This is probably like, like Matt said, probably the best one they put out this year. I would say so. It's not the most fun. <laughs> um, if I was going to watch a fun movie with Netflix, probably project power, but, um, I want to watch this again. I think just from different viewpoints, like I said, going back and watching movies like get out and stuff like that, you watch from mm-hmm. a different viewpoint. This is not near the caliber. Get out. Don't please don't 
<laughs> mixed and screwed. But you look from a different viewpoint, maybe. There's different layers throughout it. I would like to look at it through maybe an omniscient, the omniscient narrator's view this time instead of Tom Holland's because I think that might be where I miss some stuff because the narrator sure knows everything and that's what it's supposed to be. But if you look through their look through their omniscient narrator's eyes, maybe you and just kind of don't gravitate on just Tom Holland. Look look around him. Maybe the story fits better. I don't know. So I'm going to go back and look at it at a different lens soon and see if maybe it helps or diminishes my thoughts of it. But, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's no. how I like to go back and look this at movies, is, just looking at different ways. Instead of just watching the same way, what's well, the point? You, you tell me what you found because I don't think I'm going to watch this one again. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> I, I was thinking that last night. I thought, man, that was I said that was intense. That was enthralling. That was interesting. Uh Man, that was tough to watch. I don't know if I'm yeah. ever just gonna pop it's that on tough. for a fun time. You know, it's it's one of those movies that it's just tough to watch. It's kind of like, I mean, Prisoners is tough to watch. It's a great movie, but it's a tough movie to watch for mm-hmm. me. Um, we've talked about a lot of movies that are tough to watch. So, uh, Spotlight. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I think that's gonna be it for our another um, mini pod on another Netflix movie. That's all we've got going on. We but we are watching. Tenant as of today, so we'll have Tenant coming out for you next week. We're ex- very excited about that. Yeah. Very excited Can't wait about to get that. that sucker out there. So. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah, we, we did we did dive into this quite a bit, um, but that's good. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of story elements. There's a lot of stuff to dive into. Um, so it was fun. It was fun talking about this. Um, but yeah, if there are if you if you enjoyed the movie uh, or if you didn't like the movie, that's fine. Uh, you can let us know. There are places you can reach out to us. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up, reach out to us. We can talk about this episode or any episode for that matter. Um, but until next time, when we review more movies or come out with our regular episode, thanks for listening. But signing off for Matt, Jordan, and David. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.